Husker football and UNL Center for Grassland Studies have in common? Stay tuned to hear the analysis and more about Nebraska's largest resource, Grasslands. Hello and welcome everyone to this episode of The Husk, a presentation of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's Department of Leadership, Education, and Communication. I'm your host, Natalie Jones. Today, I have the privilege of visiting with two very distinguished guests, Dr. Steve Waller, the director of the Center for Grassland Studies, and Dr. Schacht, a grassland ecology researcher and Sunkiss Fiesta Bowl professor of agronomy. First, Dr. Steve Waller, the former Dean of Kasner, or the College of Agricultural Sciences and Natural Resources for 17 years. He now serves as the director of the Center for Grassland Studies and shares his thoughts on what the center has in common with Scott Frost, his team, and the Nebraska tradition. It's a lot like our football team. We want to be very proud of what we have, and we know we have a winner, even when we have seasons when we may not have as many wins as we'd like, we always know they do it right, and uh, it is the epitome of what we want it to be. That's The center is building uh, a reputation, I hope, for delivering on that aspiration for resource management of the state's largest resource, which is grasslands. Dr. Waller received his doctorate in range science in 1975 from Texas A&M University. He then came to Nebraska in 1978 in the Department of agronomy, and horticulture. Throughout his years at Nebraska, he has had tremendous impact on the college, countless students, and work in grassland research. Where the state was at, the private landowners were at what the focus was in 1978 and where it is today, you can see that there's substantial uh, beneficial positive change. So one could conclude that as a land grant, we're servicing the state primarily, so change in particularly science, the study of bee systems uh, to the holistic level of engaging uh, everybody that might have uh, input or uh, impact on the system from behavioral scientists and how consumers make decisions uh, to political scientists on regulation and, uh, you know, laws that may affect the ability to produce uh, beef uh, in the future. And it, it's moved away uh, from the more traditional production uh, beef system, which was uh, better nutrition, better grazing management, uh, you know, looking at the reproductive cycles and, and working within that, that animal production system. And now it's, it's much more inclusive, which is where it needs to be, particularly as we get into um, things like artificial meat. We uh, having the best production system on... And beef uh, depends on having consumers utilize the product. And so understanding that is what this new initiative is really uh, trying to explore and benefit from. And that's the exciting part of the research agenda that the, the center is facilitating. Like I said, none of our faculty uh, are housed in the center itself. They're in animal science and ag economics and agronomy and horticulture and the research and extension centers and they're all over, which is really the power of Big Red, I think. Agriculture being the number one industry in Nebraska and cattle production representing the largest segment of the industry, having grass for cattle to graze is crucial. With a harsh winter and spring here in Nebraska with seemingly endless snowstorms, below freezing temperatures, and historic flooding, it may seem like our grasslands have been destroyed. 
And uh, if you think about everything we've gone through uh, relative to uh, drought and wet cycles and whatever this year is going to be called, long springs, long winters, um, the, the reality is the grasses are always there. You know, fire, hail, drought, whatever, uh, grasses are very resilient. And uh, that defines, uh, in my mind, some of the most sustainable agricultural practices that uh, we've ever seen globally have been grass-based because the grass is so resilient itself, and and over time it will come back even after some abuse um, because it it is a resilient uh, biome. And to have a state with the wealth that we have, and uh, it's unlike other states because of the aquifer. The sandhills are unique. Uh, there's a lot of things that make Nebraska unique, and it's, you know, we, I, I think we often start with the people, but the reality is the natural resources are uh, unmatched, and uh, it's, you know, our responsibility to steward these for the next generation, and uh, not take for granted that uh, they will bounce back if we misuse them. We can be knowledgeable and, you know, develop uh, practices that are productive and profitable and raise families and support communities and are still there for the kids. Um, and that's what makes, you know, range, my my specific disciplines, range science, so fascinating because that's what we're really trying to do. The importance of cattle in Nebraska's economy runs deeper than in any other state. Nearly 5 million head of cattle are finished and marketed in Nebraska, a state with a population of 1.8 million residents. Texas markets a third more cattle than Nebraska, but it has a population of 25.6 million residents, which is over 14 times larger. With a combination of Nebraska's natural resources, including water and grasslands, we are in the epicenter of beef production. We have a, a wonderful uh, foundation in the state of uh, grassland resources. I mean, the sandhills by themselves are uh, a wonderful resource, and, and uh, there's a lot of places in the United States and globally that don't have this kind of uh, forage base, uh, whether it be introduced grasses, tame pastures, broman, uh, things like that, subirrigated meadows, uh, all sorts of forage-based capacity in the state. Uh, one of the, I think the the benefits we have obviously is the aquifer underneath that uh, makes it uh, a unique system altogether. Uh, the The ability to, to have all of this in a state with about 1.8 million people is a remarkable asset uh, because a lot of the challenges our grasslands have had and will have in the future elsewhere are based on population, human population, not cattle. And consequently, we have really the best of all worlds because we have the ability to manage a grassland resource that is abundant now and we have every opportunity in the, in the I think in the near term or the future anyway, to maintain that. It won't get a lot of pressure uh, particularly out west from population. So um, we really have uh, an opportunity to divine Nebraska as, you know, I, I think it's the epicenter of, of grass-based uh, forage systems. And the good news is the university's been involved in this from the very beginning. So whether it's the 
production, the number of cow-calf, the cattle on feed, whatever we measure, we can also throw into that uh, equation the fact that the university has been a leader in grassland science in the, since the early 1800s. So it, it just doesn't get any better than where we're at today. Enjoyed this tremendously. It's, uh, I'm si looking out a window as we talk, and I'm looking at a tree, which seems ironic. I'd rather be looking at a prairie, but uh, <laughs> it's still good. You're in Nebraska. Dr. Waller, thank you for your time today and sharing about the importance of Nebraska's grasslands, the impact of research being done at the Center for Grassland Studies, and Nebraska's wealth of natural resources that make our agricultural production systems flourish. Another person with passion for prairies and Nebraska's grasslands is Dr. Walt Schacht. As I mentioned earlier, Dr. Schacht is a grassland ecology researcher and Sunkiss Fiesta Bowl professor of agronomy. As a high school student, I attended the Nebraska Youth Ranch Camp at the Nebraska National Forest in Halsey, Nebraska, and was taught range management practices by Dr. Schacht. At the university, he teaches several courses, such as range management and improvement and livestock management on range and pasture. Dr. Schock received his PhD in range science from Utah State University in 1986. In addition to teaching, he also studies grazing strategies for range and pasture in the eastern Nebraska sandhills at UNL's Barter Brothers Ranch. For producers to increase their grazing efficiency, many implement a grazing management plan. Schacht works with producers in the Nebraska sandhills to assist them in implementing the best practices for their operation. So a grazing management plan is much like any other planning process where you know the question the need is identified and then we we develop objectives and we do the research and collect data relevant data to what we want to do which is based based on the objectives and uh, one of the capstone courses I teach is livestock management a grazing area we definitely at UNL we do a lot with uh, developing grazing management plans, both through education with the students, but also then developing guidelines for practitioners, for ranchers, how, how they would uh, um, develop a management plan. And, and like I said, a lot of it goes back to what are their objectives, because each plan and the type of grazing practices they use are going to be based on what their objectives are and what their management style is. There isn't, it isn't a recipe. We don't have just one or two or three ways to go about it. It's, it's uh, very much customized. Jock's research studies how the herds can be maintained or even grown as the pressure on the grassland increases due to growth from cities or recreational uses. Producers are continually working to more efficiently use grazing lands without affecting the long-term productivity and sustainable use of rangelands for livestock and wildlife. Yeah, the current research is, is yeah, related to uh, grazing and of course the beef industry is a major income generator in the state and uh, you know as much as 75% of the diet of beef cattle that are in the state, about 75% of that comes from rangelands, from grazing lands. So it's, it's a critical component of that main industry in the state. And so um, what we're, we're looking at is how can we grow or maintain the herd while there's increasing demand on those grazing lands, whether it's 
uh, growth of cities or recreation, whatever, we have, we're not growing the amount of, of uh, grazing lands, but we're increasing the pressure on it. So how do we more efficiently uh, use our grazing lands without affecting the long-term productivity, the sustainability of use of, of the rangelands or grazing lands? So that's, that's the, the big question. And it's not just for long-term productivity of forage for livestock, but it's also for other uses and, and a focus of my research probably in the last 10 or 15 years has also been for wildlife. How do we maintain some kind of balance between producing forage for livestock, that growing industry, and while, while uh, maintaining or maybe even growing the availability of uh, habitat for wildlife. The Nebraska Sandhills has a balanced ecosystem that not only provides for livestock, but also to numerous wildlife species such as prairie grouse, swans, turtles, frogs, deer, and coyotes. Whereas wildlife, they need a whole array if you want a diversity of wildlife. And I'm talking insects, mammals, birds, lizards, everything, you know, so they need the whole array of habitat from bare ground all the way to underutilized or or not utilized um, uh, vegetation cover. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a challenge to manage for a diversity of wildlife when the, when the financial stability of a ranch, of a, and most of the Sand Hills is privately owned, is ranch land. When to survive, they need to make money. To make money, you need efficient utilization of the resource, which is the forage plants on rangeland and so you end up commonly end up with more homogeneous cover which is which is meets the requirements of relatively few species of wildlife so it's but grazing can very much be used to create that diversity of wildlife habitat you know you can have heavy grazing in spots you have light grazing in other spots and so uh, structurally and in terms of plant composition, we can create the heterogeneity needed by a uh, diverse set of wildlife, especially if we enter things in like fire and so forth, we can really get that diversity. Schacht explains that Nebraska's advantage is the sheer acres of grassland and the opportunity to maintain the balance between producing forage to sustain and grow the livestock industry while simultaneously providing habitat for diverse populations of wildlife. We always like, yeah, any time to justify something, especially if it's about ourselves, we like to say it's unique, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we have to say that Sand Hills is unique. And of course it is because it is the, uh, you know, it's the largest, has 11 or 12 million acres, you know, it covers a quarter of the state. It's the largest contiguous grassland in North America. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just, just that, uh, I would say, makes it uh, unique. And of course, being a being a, a sand dune-based grassland also uh, makes it unique. Thank you to our guests, Dr. Waller and Dr. Schock, for your time today and for your leadership in the college and in grassland research. Thank you to our audience for joining us in this exciting episode of The Husk. I hope you learned about the abundance of grassland resources in the state of Nebraska, as well as the importance of proper management and the role of grasslands in food security. Reporting for the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's Department of Agricultural Leadership, Education, and Communication, I'm Natalie Jones.